0: This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse and this week we celebrate the return of sports at Bates after a two-week layoff. Join us as we talk about strong performances from our tennis, rowing, and golf programs. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The lacrosse teams returned to action on Sunday, but both squads fell in their respective NESCAC openers to Colby. The men were at home on Garcelon Field and led the Mules by a goal at halftime. But Colby controlled the second half, defeating Bates 17-10. First-year Will Masterson paced Bates with three goals in the contest. On the women's side, Bates played number 8 and nationally ranked Colby close through the first half before the host Mules pulled away for an 18-5 win over the Bobcats. Senior Captain Summer Dias led the Bobcats with two goals, and one assist to go along with five draw controls. The tennis teams traveled to Hartford, Connecticut on Sunday, and both the women and the men defeated NASCAC foe Trinity in their conference openers. The women rolled to an 8-1 win over the Bantams. Senior captain Hannah Sweeney won handily at number one singles, defeating her opponent in straight sets 6-2, 6-3. She also teamed with fellow senior captain Haley Washington to win 9-7 at number two doubles. And Hannah Sweeney is our female Bobcat of the Week. Hannah, let's start with doubles. You had a fellow senior captain, Haley Washington, as your doubles partner, but you told us before the interview, you you hadn't really played with her before that much, and so what's that been like building that chemistry as seniors, as this doubles team?
1: Yeah, I mean, this year, you know, obviously, was so different, just because we didn't really know if there was going to be a season, and then, like, there, it's just been all up in the air, um, so one thing that kind of coach has told us from the beginning is just, like, flexibility, and you know, kind of just like taking things as they go. So we kind of, you know, we started off the season, we didn't even know if we were going to be able to play doubles. And then, you know, he just has been kind of trying different pairs. Um, And Haley and I have both been, you know, with each other for the past four years on this team together. Um, And we haven't necessarily ever played doubles together, but, you know, um, we're we're, we're comfortable, we know each other's game. So it seemed like a good fit Um, and also a good opportunity for the other girls to kind of, you know, Get a chance to try and play who are younger, who might be, you know, pairs future season. So it's fun.
0: Great. Well, take us through the match. A nine-seven uh, victory, tight one, right?
1: Yeah, it was. We it was definitely a different kind of, um, you know, structure to the match because typically we play doubles first and then singles second. Uh, but then this time we flipped it. So even Haley and I were both kind of saying it was definitely a weird mental adjustment to play a full singles match kind of feel like you should be done because that tends to be where your mindset is at like I finished I'm tired like you're definitely more physically tired after you know two hours of a singles match so it was definitely kind of you had to reboost your energy you had to get back out there it's a totally different like mental um mindset but um so there were definitely times where we were kind of struggling with that in the beginning um but we were able to get back at it and um finish out strong which is good
0: well, you won your singles match in straight sets. Haley had to work pretty hard for hers there third uh, set tiebreaker. And so what, was she feeling it maybe a little bit more in
1: terms of you
0: know having to you know, play doubles right after, I suppose, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, and also, like, she just came off the court and had just won. And then, like, I had been sitting for some time and, like, it was, like, getting cold. So it's definitely, like, always an adjustment. Um, and it was our first doubles match in – Forever. Um, you know, and our first house match of the pair. So uh definitely um, you know, we we uh kind of had to work through like mental adjustments, but had fun and it was fun to play alongside the other girls too, because we were all in the same boat. So um it went well overall.
0: Coach Gassingay told us before the season that he felt like this women's team was probably the deepest he's ever had at Bates. And he's mm-hmm. he's been coaching them for a while here. And so well, how do you see this team? There's some really young talent and some good experience too with, with you and Haley and whatnot, right?
1: Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, We definitely have a younger team, you know, a team on the younger side. There's a lot of sophomores, you have new freshmen, um, but that's really exciting to know that we're already really strong. um, And especially a lot of these girls have never had like collegial play yet. um, And even the sophomore class really didn't get much of experience with that last year, given everything that happened in the spring um so it's really exciting to see just how deep we are given that like the experience isn't even always there um and as a a captain a senior captain who's graduating it um definitely makes me excited and happy to know that like i have been able to contribute to kind of you know a growing program and um you know that i'm seeing it off knowing that it's going to keep improving and um continue to be as strong as it can be
0: well the team was off to a very strong start last year and i think you were on the one of the bobcasts right before everything kind of shut down, but the team was off to a, a very good start. And so do you feel like the team's kind of picked up without missing whole, a whole lot of a, a beat, if you will, or has there been kind of a, a long training process to get to where you are at this point?
1: I mean, it's been kind of just like a crazy, like it's hard to even conceptualize like where we were last, you know, over a year ago now, and, you know, there were times when Obviously, in the pandemic, like no tennis was happening, and then we came back this fall and were able to practice. And then even up until recently, you know, the the recent lockdown that kind of put a stall on our training and our playing. Um, but I think that you know, just and Coach even said this yesterday, like the work that we have been able to put in in the fall and um, in the early spring days, um, just kind of you know have had to carry us through. Um, and people have put in extra work in you know this past year and um really put their all into it which I think is the reason why we have been able to stay strong and um compete and I think we were just really ready to go yesterday too like it's been you know kind of a weird couple of weeks on campus like not being able to you know be as active and I think people are just excited and eager to get out there and um you know compete and play tennis so
0: I know pretty early morning, right? To make that trip down to Trinity. I mean, what was that trip like?
1: It kind of felt like old times, honestly. Um, like traveling with the boys is always fun in our van and there's always, you know, like hiccups and funny things that happen. Um, so personally, I I enjoy that aspect of being on a college team and it kind of reminded me of, you know why I've loved being a college tennis player so much. Um, so yeah, it was an early morning and a late night for sure. Um, but you know, I think that's ultimately what kind of like bonds the team, and you know, gives us kind of like you know, collective stories and um, kind of just an overall like fun group energy.
0: And what I understand is the women's match um, was fairly quick compared to the men's match, right?
1: The boys had you know a, a couple matches that were lengthy, especially at the end. Um, and you know, we always try and just make sure we keep up the energy for that. It was getting dark. I know the boy. I mean, the boys had gotten up just as early. For us, had supported us earlier on the day and we were kind of lucky to be able to play like in the beautiful sunshine of the warm afternoon and it's like dark when they're playing so in dinner time um but so they had some long matches um but you know stayed really tough through them which was fun to see
0: well this weekend a couple matches right a home match and a road match Uh, how excited are you to finally get to, to play at home here
1: yeah i'm really excited um i know it'll be it'll be fun to be you know outside on, um, you know, our home courts, uh, it's always like a good, a good environment, a fun energy. Um, and, you know, I think as far as I'm aware, I think this is going to be our one home match this upcoming Saturday, um, for the girls team at least. So it'll be fun to be on our courts and, um, you know, one last time, um, you know, here at Bates.
0: Great. And then, I mean, in terms of, uh, you, you touched on this earlier, the kind of the future of the program and you being a senior. Uh, it sounds like that's very important to you, and and it must be encouraging to see the young the young players do so well, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think as you get older, one of like the main goals is making sure that you kind of craft that same environment that you know the people who came before you did. Um, and I was really lucky with some of the older girls who were on the team with me when I was an underclassman, and um, you know, I've really tried to make that a main goal this year of making sure that you know, I'm bringing the energy and the intensity in practice and during matches, you know, to kind of lead by example, but also so that they have kind of the right mindset to then become upperclassmen one day too. Um, and especially given this year when we didn't know if necessarily we were competing, um, you know, for real, that was definitely a huge goal of mine to just make sure that next year when things do kind of, you know, get back into the real, all full swing in the normal NESCAC season that we'd see that they're ready to go and that they can, you know, be the best that they can be.
0: In terms of your personal game, in terms of tennis, um, what are you working on in, in this, in this short season? What are you looking to work on, you know, kind of week to week, if you will, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, it's always just kind of, um, you know, honestly, it's a competing mindset. I think being out of it for so long, I know this week I really tried to get my flow and um, try to get some point play in. Um, and I think with with tennis I just found that with matches comes confidence and you know with match time you know comes the ability to compete even better um and so that's just kind of been my main priority um and just taking things as they go um and yeah just trying to um have fun for my last my last few matches and
0: do you know much about your opponents coming up I know Tufts is always a strong team but I mean like it's it's you don't probably don't get a chance to like evaluate who you're going to play or anything. Right.
1: Yeah. Not really. I mean, now that I'm a senior, I, I do know when a number of the people since I've been here for a number of years. Um, but you know, I, I tend to be the kind of the type of person who doesn't always love to get too mental about looking at my opponents before mm-hmm. um, I just kind of, you know, know that I can control what I can control in terms of what happens on my side of the court. And that's been a mentality that I tried to stay true. Too throughout these last four years. So um, yeah, I mean, we know know the teams, we know how they are, um, but we also know that we're tough and we know how we are too. So um, that's kind of just my mindset going in.
0: Terrific, Hannah Sweeney, our female Bobcat of the week. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bobcats. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. On the men's side, the Bobcats won a marathon battle with the Bantams by a score of six to three. Bates sophomore Nick Forrester clinched the victory with a big comeback win at number one singles. After his opponent took the first set 6-love, Forrester fought back to win 6-4 in the second set, then took the pro set tiebreaker 10-3. to three. Forrester also teamed with first-year Nikesh Desai to win 8-5 to five at number two singles. Forrester is our male Bobcat of the week, and he talks about the experience of competing in his first NESCAC match as a sophomore.
2: It's kind of crazy to, uh, to think about it like that because we, we have a young team only two seniors, the rest are freshmen and sophomores. So only one person playing had actually played a NESCAC match before, that being Kenny. So looking at it that way, it was like, it was kind of a new new experience in a way for for all of us having that team atmosphere, traveling together. It was a lot of fun, but it was obviously didn't fully know what what to expect first in-conference match because obviously we didn't get any last year.
0: And the team came away with the victory. You were at number two doubles. Tell me about the doubles match, how that went.
2: Yeah, so I was playing with with a freshman uh, with a first year, uh, Nikesh Desai, um, very, very strong player, um, very good competitor. And yeah, we had a great time playing together. Very good energy for all the doubles teams really, not just us. Um, I mean, yeah, we had a lot of fun. It was, um, we felt the energy from people that weren't playing as well as the teams next to us. Uh, we got off to a little bit of a slow start. Um, I think a, a little bit of nerves, probably from for both of us. Um, but we start. We got settled into the match, and then we ended very, very strongly to come away with with that win. And we knew that was going to be an important point for us to get because we were looking around. We we're like, these matches are tight. Uh, we're playing a solid team. Um, obviously. They had a lot of guys that hadn't played before. So we were, we were like, this would be a big match for us to get. We're, we're in the lead. So we really wanted to finish strong to get that point at number two.
0: How much had you gotten the chance to play with Nikesh um, in practice and whatnot?
2: Uh, we've been playing since pretty much the beginning of the fall, the spring season. So probably about a month, six weeks. From the beginning, we were kind of put together the first day. We were like, coach kind of liked, liked how we uh, meshed together. And w- we love playing with each other. So it's kind of worked out from the beginning, which is kind of nice because sometimes it's tough to figure out who you kind of gel with in doubles because it's obviously a lot different than singles. So, um, but I was glad it was easy and I'm glad it worked out for, for both of us and the team as well. Yeah. What are
0: some keys in your mind to forming a good doubles uh, pair like this?
2: Um, a lot of it is, to me, a lot of it's chemistry a lot of it's how you, how you get along in between points. uh, If you have similar play styles or, I mean, and a lot of it's having energy that kind of balances, balances each other. So we're both pretty high energy. Um, So putting that together, it's like, we both play hard. We both uh, really care about how the team does and we'll kind of do anything for, for the team. So that's definitely a large aspect for me of who I play with.
0: Great. And then, Number one singles. So first of all, when you find out you're going to play number one singles, and uh, were you feeling much pressure?
2: Um, I found out the night before. I mean, I uh, based on like practice sets and stuff. Like I, I had a feeling I'd be playing uh, top of the line, but it was definitely before a little bit, a little bit of nerves. Because the best part of being on the team is that team aspect and trying to represent the school as well as my teammates and that was where a lot of the pressure and nerves comes from. It's not necessarily me winning my individual match. It's more, I want to win as a team so badly and I want everyone to do well. And uh, playing the first match, it's like we wanted to go off to a good start. Like we were we were in quarantine for, I mean, two weeks before and we didn't practice for two weeks. Um, and we only had four practice days before we went to Trinity, which is a trip. It's, um, It was a long day, the women played first. Um, and it was just that, that aspect of it being the first team match, first time we got to really play together. Um, I mean, the energy was incredible from all the, all the guys on the team.
0: The women played first. So the men are just kind of, uh, you're watching, you're supporting, but what, how are you getting ready? Are you getting ready while the women are playing? Or are you mainly just fans at that point?
2: We were there very early. Like our match didn't start till 3.30. We were there at 12. So we were kind of just relaxing, watching, watching their matches, cheering them on, uh, giving them good energy as well, like they gave us. Um, And then once it got to like 45 minutes before 3.30, we did some stretching, some warming up, and then we got on the courts about half an hour early at like three, did a team warm up, um, preparing for for our match at that point, and less focused on how the women were doing. They were doing well, so it was obviously easier to refocus ourselves
0: you win your doubles match mm-hmm. and in your singles match at number one, you lose the first set six, nothing. What's going through your mind? What adjustments did you make?
2: Yeah. I got off to a tough start to, s- to say the least. Um, he was, he was playing well. I was, I was struggling a little bit. I was feeling a little bit of pressure. Um, and then in I guess, uh, after the first set coach kind of came over and told me to relax. And then, uh, one of my roommates, Kim, came over and told me to just breathe for a minute or two. And and it kind of got my mind resettled and refocused on how I can win this next set and get off to a better start and really win this match for the team. I mean, I've always had that mindset. I never feel like I'm out of a match until it's over. So even though I lost that set, I was like, this is still my match to win. I can still, I can still come back and recover from this situation. And obviously was really excited to do so. And it was really fun having, having the entire team supporting and having me come back in that match. And then, I mean, all the way, all the way through the lineup, it, everyone was battling so hard. Uh, freshman at three had a great win, came a uh, great win against a, a, really, a really solid player. And then at four, t- uh, Teddy, sophomore, uh, really battled really hard, got a, got a huge win. Um, and then at five, my doubles partner played incredible um, he lost, but it was still an incredible match. He, it was so long and it was so exciting to see. And then at six senior captain, Alex Kennedy, uh, pulled out a big win. They lost in doubles, um, very close. They had points to win it. And he, re- he mentally came back, recovered really quick for singles and put up a great performance. And, you know, that's what it, that's what it takes to win, to win as a team all the way through. That's what our team has kind of been built on is, uh, staying with each other doing it for each other and staying staying the course and I mean all you can really control in matches like that is if you're trying your hardest on every single point win or lose you can at least be be proud of yourself after after that and I mean it was just super fun to compete with as a team again and obviously can't wait can't wait for the next one
0: Right. Exactly. So the second set you won six, four, any key points mm-hmm. that you remember from that set that really stand out?
2: Um, I started very quick in that second set. Um, I got, I actually got at five one. Okay. Um, and then had a bit of a mental, mental lapse for, for a few games. Um, I mean, close games, I was just losing them. And then I was down 1540 at that on my serve at the five, four game. And I won three points in a row to, to take that set. Um and I mean that was huge. And then um I knew that that like a third set. I mean we practice tiebreakers all the time because like obviously in the shortened format with COVID COVID rules, it's only a 10 game uh 10 point uh tiebreaker. Right. So um we practice that those situations all the time. So I mean you know what to expect, you know that how important every single point is. You can't take a point off. So I got off to a quick start in the tiebreaker, and then um, I just kept getting the ball back. I had a few very, a few really good shots, um, and just played solid. And obviously, having my my teammates cheering from the side, people that had already finished, people from a few courts down that were still playing, like it, it really it really makes you um, appreciate the atmosphere. And I mean, I lo- <laughs> I love playing tennis. Like it's like just kind of. What I do so having that team atmosphere built into that as well it's like it's just so enjoyable being in a tight match even though there's pressure and stress it's you don't really feel it in the moment because it's what you want to do it's it's where you want to be that's why you practice why we practice every single day I mean we were so even though we had those two weeks off we were still so prepared for that match yeah I was
0: going to mention that the tiebreaker um normally it would not be like that it's, it's a little bit different this right. year for NESCAC matches uh, do you enjoy that? It, it ups the speed, I suppose. I'm
2: I'm used I'm used to it from uh, yeah. <laughs> from junior tennis. Okay, that's what a lot of junior tennis is. Um, it's it's a, it's a lot different. It's you you don't you don't have time to get your yourself into a new set. You don't have you don't have the luxury of uh, I guess like you always want to play every point hard, but you you can't have any mental lapse. You can't lose focus because I mean it always comes down to one or two points. It's like and in this case it's like you never know an entire match could come down to one or two points just in that like the entire team match
0: when you when you got the clinching point to win your match did you know that was a team match do you know that was a clincher for the team I,
2: I knew we were up for one okay um so so i knew it was the clincher and obviously everyone else did too so um everyone was super excited and obviously i was excited that to to be in that spot um obviously I hadn't had not experienced that before, but I mean, yeah, everyone went pretty crazy. It was like super fun. And I mean, it was me uh, yesterday, but next weekend it could be someone else. It could be, it could be anyone on this team. Anyone is ready to be in that position because it's what we train. So, and coach instills like a, that belief in us that we'll play for each other and then it'll come down to, to a close match. And we, we believe that we have, we have the edge because, because of how we train, but. So, so yeah, it was cool to be in that situation, get the clinching point, but um, at the end of the day, it's, it's one out of six uh, matches that we wanted the team. So kind of how I look at it. Well, you're from Falmouth right here in Maine. So Mm -hmm. tell me about um, you growing up. Were you familiar
0: with Bates? uh, It being down the road, kind of how did it first get on your radar for colleges? Uh,
2: My college recruiting process was actually pretty simple. I mean, coach is kind of like pretty well known around Maine obviously and he has a great reputation so it was like I looked at other schools but it was it was kind of like from the beginning I was I kind of knew that Bates was the top of my my list and I wanted to play for coach Um, so and obviously it was a great academic school so it was just kind of like a good fit all the way around so I knew I knew about the school pretty early on and I knew coach had a good reputation so I was kind of uh, I was excited. I mean, I committed pretty early senior year, like before the year started, obviously I still had a good in, you know, you never know that, but, <laughs> but I was set. I was set on going here. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, in terms of tennis, when did you first pick up a racket,
2: uh, I started playing when I was four, same coach since I was four yeah, <sighs> back home, Harvey, yeah, he's done, he's done a great job. I still talk to him. I work for him in the summers now, uh, the last few summers I've worked for him. So, I mean, it's just those connections you build, through sport it's just so cool to look at look back at now it's like i mean i've been playing tennis for a long time but i mean if you if you enjoy enjoy all of it it's like it kind of goes by really quick excellent well any other
0: thoughts you wanted to share about the weekend and what you're looking forward to the next couple matches you got here coming up
2: no we're just we're super excited to i mean get back out there practicing and then get ready for i mean we have two matches this weekend Right. We have Tufts at home and then we're traveling to con another long another long bus yeah. trip. Yeah. Um but but no, everyone everyone's in a good spot. Everyone everyone's really excited to, to keep going. Um I mean even I mean, yeah, it's just we're looking forward. It'll be a long weekend, but that's why that's why we play college tennis. It's it's for the team. It's so we can have moments like these and so yeah, it's everyone's looking forward to it. And in such a short season I and mean, we only have four scheduled NESCAC matches. So, it's like you really you really have to put the emphasis on enjoying every single time you're out on the court and as coach says like be grateful for the opportunity because we didn't know if we were going to have a season before the season. So now that we now that we are playing, it's like you really got to make sure that you're you're enjoying every moment and fighting for the team and yeah, kind of have any emphasis on that
0: awesome nick forster a male bobcat of the week thanks so much for joining us on the bobcast really appreciate yep.
2: it thanks for having me the rowing teams
0: competed in their first regatta since the 2019 head to charles on sunday both the men and the women won three of their four races against NASCAR opponents hamilton and tufts junior Cox and evan saltman had an interesting experience for the men's team leading the second varsity eight to victory in the first race of the day before being moved up to the 1v for the second race. Evan, it's been a long time coming, right, for you. I mean, you, as a first year, you got some experience. Last year was basically wiped out. So first of all, what was it like to finally get back out of the water with your teammates?
3: Oh, it, it's been so much fun. I've, I've really enjoyed just getting in a boat even over the past week, and then finally having the chance to get some energy out, uh, go have fun racing down a course.
0: Tell me how you first got into being a coxswain. How did you start with that growing up?
3: Yeah, so one of my dad's colleagues uh, had read *Boys in the Boat*, recommended I read it. Uh, great book. Um, and then uh, asked asked me basically to try out for the sport uh, at my high school team, and uh, I, I made it as as a freshman uh, long ago, and I've stuck with it ever since.
0: So do you you never so some coxswains were rowers first, and realized they were maybe too small to be a rower, so they became a coxswain. Have you been a coxswain from day one?
3: Yep. Okay. Yeah.
0: So what's that, how do you first learn? I mean, what was the biggest learning curve to start off kind of?
3: I'd say when I first got in the boat, like you have to figure out how to steer. Uh, Cause safety is the most important thing. You, you've, you've eight guys in front of you who are facing backwards. They don't know where you're going. They have to, they have to put their trust in you uh, to, to steer them either down a course, but at the very least stay off the shore. Um, and then over time you just, learn different calls, what to say. And at some point it'll start uh, becoming more natural. Uh, but there is a very big learning curve, learning the, te- uh, the terminology, especially at the very start.
0: Any stories you remember about, you know, some maybe rough patches or maybe funny moments or scary moments even in the early days?
3: <laughs> I, I, st- I still make mistakes uh, in, in the boat. You know, like I think for, first day uh, this past week, uh, you know, I, I I said the wrong number when I was trying to turn the boat one way. And, you know, it happens, uh, but nothing, nothing too big.
0: Right, right. Um, tell me how you first got uh, attracted to coming to Bates for college.
3: I was looking at uh, small NESCACs or just small schools in general uh, and ended up applying and getting in. Uh, so I decided to come here and I've truly fallen in love with it. Love, love the campus, love rowing, love the people. It's been great
0: this past Saturday you had an interesting experience you in the first race you were coxing the 2v and then you got moved up to the 1v for the next race uh what's that like working with two completely different sets of rowers basically
3: yeah it was definitely a challenge I I wasn't expecting uh to be moved up uh to the first boat um I, I understand why the coaches did it um but the for the past week I had been practicing with the 2v I had been you know learning more and more about the people in the boat what gets them motivated certain specific calls and we had created the race plan for that boat and then I had to on the spot uh adapt it to the first boat and it was it was a challenge um and you know with more time things could always uh go better
0: well what do you, what do you learn from the experience maybe looking back on it
3: being flexible, really, really important. Uh, always always be prepared for what the coaches ask of you.
0: You, you mentioned you weren't expecting it. I mean, since you start as a first year, obviously that's been your goal though, right? To get to that 1V. Uh, what, what is the relationship like between the coxswains? Because you're a teammate, but also you, you are competing like the rowers are, right?
3: As a coxswain, we, we work together with the other coxswains on the water, but of course we are, it has a very, very limited sea capacity. At the moment we're only racing two boats. Uh, which means that there are uh, sixteen rower spots, but only two coxswain spots available. Um, and that—that that was what, what one of the things that coach wanted to do this weekend was try out some different coxswains in different boats. And so it was—it was a good experience for me. Um, we'll, we'll see how it how it uh, turns out. Um, and I think it's—it's it's also definitely good for the rowers. They fill out these coxswain evaluations, and that. Uh, those go to the coaches and then the coaches uh, will give us information from that on how we can uh, best serve our crew Uh, and yeah so they're all about how uh, helping the coxswains help the rowers Uh, and we can't we can't seat race as we normally would in the year where we would uh, bring the boats together and just jump into the other boat uh, because of covid protocols Um, so coach uh, had us do it this way
0: interesting interesting and then um you know these were just straightforward 2k races right um but there are those 5ks where the head races right where you have to steer um like really steer right i mean you've had those in scrimmages against bowden and kobe what's the what are those like compared to these straight on 2k
3: well they're, they're much longer you have to you have yeah. to i mean there's certainly a different race plan um for, for each of them you're not you know most, most of those longer races aren't, you're not doing a start at the beginning. It's a rolling start. Um, and I mean, in terms of my voice, uh, I, I'm definitely getting hoarse at the end, especially at the 5Ks. Uh, but certainly in yesterday's races, uh, I was, my voice was certainly hitting its limit towards the end. Uh, in fact, at, at the Tufts course, um, it does have a pretty big curve in it. Uh, so steer, steering is important there. Uh, it's also, of course, it's so important in uh, like the head of the Charles, sure. uh, which is a very curvy race, um, but steering is still important, whether you're going in a straight line or in uh, on a curvy course.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So this past year where there hasn't been really competitive racing, how has the team dealt with it? How have you dealt with it from your perspective?
3: Um, I think like without the competition, it's been kind of tough on everyone. Uh, but we're a team, we support each other, uh, and that's important. In the fall, we we weren't given permission uh, to go out in boats with coxswains uh, for, for quite a while. We were in small boats, basically roommate pairs only, if you're in a double or you can be in a single. Uh, so I, j- I spent a lot of time just on the launch, uh, feeling lucky that I could actually be there, uh, even though I wasn't in a boat. Uh, and then I, at the, towards the end, we were given a couple opportunities to, to go out on the water and just, just have some fun in the practice time. And yeah, I enjoyed that.
0: So this weekend, you'll be going back to the Molden River. You're going to be very familiar with the Molden River. <laughs> it sounds like, um, it'll be Tufts and Colby this time. What are, what's the team you think you'll be working on this week in terms of, you know, getting prepared for uh, this next weekend as you continue to build up, hopefully for IRAs, right?
3: Yeah, that's, that's the eventual hope. Um, I, I think we're we're coming at it with a little bit of a, a revenge attitude. We at least in the one v uh, we lost the Tufts I think by six seconds, um, and so we hope that you know we've only had three days on the water. Maybe with five more, who knows how much time we can find and, and really bring it to them next week. Uh, we'll, and then we haven't raced Colby. I don't I don't know much about them, uh, but we'll 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 get to race them kind of like we did this past week where we just raced one on one. So. We'll see.
0: Well, and that was the tricky part, right? Cause the team was coming off. I mean, all of Bates athletics was coming off a two week shutdown. Right. I mean, so that must have been tough for the rowers I imagine. Right.
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, we try to keep our fitness up just if, if we don't have access to an erg room running outside biking, uh, if, if you can do a lot of core, did some yoga, uh, which was, which was nice just inside, but yeah, we we've This past week has definitely been a rush to just get thrown in the boat and go at it.
0: On the women's side, senior coxswain and two-time NCAA champion Liza Folsom led the first varsity eight to a pair of wins on Sunday, beating both the Continentals and the Jumbos. Liza, you were abroad in fall of 2019, so this was really a long time coming for you to get back out on the water here in spring of 2021. What's this whole process been like for you to, you know, as a coxswain at least, you know, to stay, to stay on your game, I guess, over the past couple of years.
4: Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely been an adjustment, but I think like for me and the other coxswains and the rowers too, it like has kind of come back to us earlier than we thought, but yeah, it was definitely a shock. Like I wasn't even, have, didn't wasn't even on the SCOG since like end of my sophomore year. So definitely a big change.
0: So how did the preparations go? I mean, there, there was a the two week shutdown we had of course, but how have, how were the preparations leading up to this first race?
4: Um, well, we weren't before we were in lockdown, we were like lifting and erging together, which definitely helped everybody like get back in the swing of things. And when we're in the erg room, um, all the coxswains like will cox the rowers kind of like how we do in a boat. So that definitely helped all of us, I think, like kind of get back in the right mindset. But yeah, lockdown was definitely kind of a little bit of a setback. But I think like from the first day on the water, we just like hopped right back into it. like. It almost parts of it felt like we hadn't really left, which was really nice.
0: Terrific. And then you have a couple. You have some familiar names, some fellow um, folks who were sophomores uh, when you won the championship in 2019. So that must be nice to have some familiar folks in the boat with you. You've coxed before, I suppose, right? Yeah, definitely.
4: And like I think, like everyone in the boat had rowed with their pair partner, like at least once or twice before. Like no, like we had all rowed together. Right. like for at least a year or two so that definitely helped us out a lot.
0: So tell me about the races. I mean, how would they go from your perspective. Uh, what were some of the strengths for some things you'll be working on leading up to hopefully NCAAs
4: Yeah, I think both the races went like as well as I like ever could have thought they would. Um yeah, it was super exciting. Like I think we had really solid starts to both of them and then you know, it's really nice being able to race twice at the same race course. Cause like you can only really improve after the first one, especially after only being on the water for um, four days or three days before. Um, so yeah, I think just like being able to have two races and just like that first race against Hamilton going pretty well, just really helped our confidence and like made us feel more ready and like even more excited for the next one. So it's definitely nice having two, but yeah, they felt really good. And I think because we just started, like, just every stroke we take and every time we're on the water together will just make us better. So.
0: And then the Molden River, you're gonna become pretty familiar with it over the next few weeks, right? What What's the course like?
4: The tough course is interesting because normally for two thousand meter races, it's just a straight shot down. But um, because of the way their river is, there's two small turns in it, which is really unusual for a two K race. But I know it's kind of fun. It like you know, one boat has the advantage for one turn and then the other team has the advantage for the other turn. So I don't know, it's just, I kind of like it. It's kind of exciting. They're not the biggest turns ever too. So it,
0: you know, it doesn't mess anybody up too bad, but yeah, it's, it's a fun course. Yeah. So small turns when you're starting simultaneously with other teams. So can it get a little bit uh, hairy there, if you will, or is it pretty controlled? It's pretty controlled. I mean, there, it's nothing like
4: the head of the Charles where you need to like make a side, you know, pull super hard to get around it's just like you can do it all with your steering but you know if if you have the inside turn for one part it'll make it seem like one team's ahead and then if it could switch around the other turn when the other when the other team has like less distance to row so um yeah that can kind of mess with your head a little bit but the the like second half of the course is straight so it all evens out at the end
0: what has coach's message been overall to the team I mean how, how has he been like you know saying the team you know should approach this season because it is much different than previous years
4: yeah well lately we've kind of been talking about like how kind of two things like I don't know I thought I was like barely thinking we would be able to practice again so like every practice we've had since then has just been like a bonus and like just something extra and exciting that we get to do so just like kind of having that mindset of like each practice being like such privilege and like so exciting and like something we never thought we'd do again has been like really motivating and then um yeah like I was kind of saying before he's also been talking about a lot about how like at this point because we weren't on the water for so long like every practice we have will just do nothing but make us better like every stroke is like so helpful.
0: It sounds like it was kind of like riding a bike. You were back in the boat and uh, no moments of rustiness, it sounds like, for you?
4: No, there, de- there definitely was. Okay. <laughs> I was just expecting there to be way more. But, um, yeah, me and my boat were kind of talking about it. Like, we like were really worried about it, like, before the first practice. But after the first one, we were like, wasn't our finest, but way better than we thought it would be. So, no, but I was definitely very... I was definitely rustier, but
0: well, what was um, like a, maybe a small moment of rustiness for you, perhaps?
4: I guess to yesterday we like broke out one of our new boats, and it has like this interesting, different way of steering it, and I just completely forgot how to like deal with it until I like sat in it. I was like, oh god, like what am I looking at? But you know, it it came back to me eventually. Took a took a couple laps, but I got there.
0: So that was in practice, not during the race. Then. Oh yeah, no. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, every boat's a little bit different than that, it sounds like. I mean, what are some of the things you have to learn, I guess, when you have a new boat like that?
4: Well, yeah, it was – luckily we got to row it sophomore year. It was, like, the year it was um, new. But it's just, like, meant for um, – it's a lot, like, stiffer. So you have to be – you know, have even better technique in order to, like, make it efficient
0: almost. What well, are other thoughts you wanted to share about uh, Sunday's races and what you're most looking forward to here going forward in the season?
4: Yeah. I mean, I'm just like, so happy with it. I really never thought that we would get to race again. And I think that like everybody in my boat and like all the men and women just did like such a good job for not having raced in like 500 something days. And yeah, I just feel really proud and like impressed with everyone that we like managed to pull it together for that. So yeah. And like I was kind of saying before, I guess, like, every practice and race is just like something extra because we never thought we would get to do it. So <laughs> definitely very excited.
0: Excellent. Liza Folsom, thank you so much for joining the Bobcats. Really appreciate it. Thank you. The golf teams hosted competitors from Husson, Colby, and Bowden Sunday at Martindale Country Club for the Bobcat Invitational. On the men's side, senior captain Preston Hall eagled the 18th hole to finish tied for second place out of 19 golfers with a 78. Then for the women, First year, Alex Voigt Shelley earned medalist honors in her collegiate debut, shooting a seventy nine and winning by two strokes. Voigt Shelley joins the Bobcast to look back at the Bobcat Invitational. Alex, you're a first year at Bates. This was your first collegiate tournament. Uh, first of all, what, what was it like being out there and teeing up against some college competition? There, it was
5: great. I I had a really nice time. I was really nervous at first, actually, um, although I didn't admit it until after the round was over. But I was just really excited to get out and compete because we didn't have a fall season. Um, so I, I just had a lot of fun and uh, had a really, really nice time.
0: Excellent. So tell me a little bit about growing up. You grew up in State College, Pennsylvania. When did you start playing golf?
5: I started playing when I was about four. Um, my grandpa got me into it because his dad was a professional golfer. Um, so I just started playing with him. Um, And then I started doing tournaments when I was about eight um, and then did that for a couple of years and then started getting into like the AAGAs and, you know, bigger things started playing outside of Pennsylvania and just really started enjoying competing in in the bigger tournaments and then just loved it and wanted to keep going. And here I am.
0: Your great grandfather was a professional golfer. Is that what you said?
5: Yes, yes, he was.
0: So golf goes back generations in your family. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) When do you start to kind of feel the same, you know, passion for that your grandfather and your great-grandfather clearly had for it?
5: I think it was like when I started competing that I was like, wow, like this, this is a sport that's more than just like thing that I can do with my family like I can do it with my family but I can also play against other people and meet other people um, from all over like the world I I played in a couple of tournaments like world championships for U.S. kids when I was younger and I would meet people from everywhere and they were so good and so I just really enjoyed um uh competing against them and and getting to know them because that was really really fun
0: great and then when you were looking for colleges how did Bates first get on your radar there?
5: Um, again, that was a suggestion from my grandpa. Um, he, I think, had done some work in Maine and had heard about Bates, and I was looking at smaller schools anyway, like NESCAC schools, because um, I w- knew I wanted to go to a smaller school, um, and he was like, you should check out Bates, uh, see what it's like, and so I came for a visit. I, I met um, Coach Henry, um, who's our coach, and I really liked him, and I uh, loved the school, um, felt like a really nice environment for me um, academically as uh, and also um, athletically. So um, I just really liked it here. I was kind of surprised that I got in, so I took it, and um, I'm really enjoying it so far.
0: Awesome. Well, yeah, obviously it's been a weird year, though. So in the fall with no <laughs> competitions, how did you stay sharp? Were you able to get out on the course very much?
5: yeah i mean like martindale was open our home course martindale was open um in the fall so i tried to get out there as much as i could i played almost every weekend um and we had like set up practices um at martindale and then and during the winter um we played at the simulator that we have here and i was in there almost every day just because I had nothing else to do really. And um, uh, I just wanted to keep my game pretty strong just in case we had a spring season. Um, But I mean, other than that, I've just been putting in my dorm room and, uh, (laughs) you know, trying, trying to keep up um, and it paid off. So
0: yeah, that golf simulator in Merrill Gym fairly new. Um, Tell me how that helps your game to use that simulator.
5: It's really nice because we can hit like anything we want um, in that simulator. And um, it gives us distances and ball speeds, um, which just helps us figure out how, how far we want to hit it, like how we can improve our distance, how we can improve our accuracy. Um, and then you can also play real courses in the simulator, which I really enjoy. Um, and there's a whole bunch of them. So um, sometimes I just play like nine or 18, like in the simulator and um, it just helps us uh, practice uh, when we can't be outside, which is actually really nice for us.
0: You can probably play some pretty famous courses, like is Pebble Beach in there or?
5: I don't I don't think Pebble Beach is in there. I really wanted it to be, I can't remember what course I've played recently, but I want some like Scot- Scottish courses in there. Like I, yeah. I wanna play St. Andrews, I wanna play Royal Dornick, but I don't know, I gotta talk to somebody about that. <laughs>
0: Speaking of courses, how's Martindale uh, compared to some of the courses you've played growing up?
5: I really like Martindale. Um, It feels like two different courses on the front and the back nine. Back nine's a lot different from the front, um, which is really fun. It's difficult and it takes a lot to get used to, um, but I really like that um, because of it. And um, a lot of the holes remind me of like places that I've played in Pennsylvania, which is nice. Like 10th hole reminds me of this course called um, Sunny Hannah which um, I played really well at so uh, there's like I think there's like some good karma for me on that hole um, and um, I think Martindale um, is probably one of my favorite courses actually just because it feels like a homey kind of a course because I'm at Bates and and it's um, really pretty out there and it's just feels really nice um, to get out there and play all the time. So I really like it there.
0: How are you feeling about fishing first in your first ever collegiate golf tournament?
5: This is pretty exciting. Um, I wasn't expecting to do that. I just wanted to get out there and play as well as I could and just have fun. And that's what I did. Um, And like, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I was surprised. I didn't, I didn't know that I won until like last night because they didn't post the scores and then my coach texted me. Um, so I was really excited. But yeah, no, the, the, whole, the whole goal for me was just to have fun. And I got to play with my teammate, Ellie, who played really well um, too. So um, it was great to play with her. Uh, I love her. She's the best. So yeah, I, I was just really excited when, when I found out. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, Ellie Murphy, a senior on the women's golf team. Uh, what have you learned maybe playing with her she has some experience on her about here at Bates?
5: She is wonderful. She's such a, a, a really nice, kind human being. Um, she's very patient when she plays golf. I, I need to get a little bit better at that, I think. Um, but it was really nice to play with her because even when I messed up um, a shot or like I I didn't... Um, I had a double on one of the holes and i was like angry at myself she was like no it's like fine we've got plenty of holes to go we're all good so i'm um i'm learning um that you know to be more patient and not to not to get angry at myself because i was like nervous um for the first tournament i was like i have to play well Um, And Ellie and Ellie just kept me grounded, Um, so I I really enjoyed playing with her. Um, I mean, she's just such a wonderful person. So yeah, it was special to be able to play
4: with her.
0: Terrific. You know, some of us consider a double bogey a good score, but that's (laughs) us. Um, (laughs) What were some memorable holes for you on Sunday that really stand out in terms of in a good way? I guess.
5: Um, The first and the last holes, Uh, I birdied both of those, so those were probably my favorite holes to play, Um, but no, the first hole always scares me, because it's kind of straight uphill at first, and then it levels off, but you can't see the pin on your first shot, so that was a little bit nerve-wracking, but I'm, um once I hit my second shot pretty close to the pin, I, I got pretty confident. And so that was a really nice hole to start off on. And then the last hole is such a great hole because it's a pretty short par five. So if you get it um, close to the, uh, at least close to the green, you have shot of eagle, shot of birdie. Um, and that I, I knew that I needed to birdie that hole to break 80 and I really wanted to do that. Um, so, um that was that was a big high for me when when i was able to to birdie that hole
0: yeah i think um and senior captain preston hall on the men's side got an eagle on that one i believe yes he did
5: yeah, he came down. He watched Ellie and I play our last two holes, and he told me that he eagled the hole, and that just made me even more competitive. I really wanted to eagle that hole, uh, just like Preston, but, you know, I'll take a
4: birdie on that any day.
0: Certainly, and then the NESCAC championship's coming up, oh my gosh, this weekend, right? Yes. I mean, very short season, but I mean, yeah. what are your thoughts? Have you ever played down there at that course before, ledges?
5: I have not. So I'm a little nervous um, and we're not allowed a practice round. Uh, so I'm gonna be online on Google Maps, just like trying to take a look at it before, before we head down there. But um, I'm just excited to be playing golf. I think I was not expecting us to have a season at all. Um, and, you know, even this, is it's so hard to get transportation and have everybody, um, you know, be safe while playing. Um, so I, and I understand that, you know, that that's such a difficult thing. So I'm really just grateful to be, to be out and to be playing and to be competing. Um, I can't really ask for anything more. So I'm just excited for next weekend, no matter how it goes.
0: Great. And then, you other know, thoughts you want to share about this past Sunday, we haven't gotten to talk about yet.
5: Congratulations to the boys. I think they all did really well. Congratulations to, to Preston on tying second. And um, yeah, I, I just had a, a really great time. And congratulations to Ellie. I, I'm really proud of her. So, great
0: time. Yeah, she has strong performers as well. Well, Alex Voigt-Shelley, the medallist for the women's golf tournament there, the Bobcat Invitational on Sunday. Thank you for so much for joining the Bobcast. Really appreciate it.
5: Yes, thank you for having me.
0: Next time on the Bates Bobcast. We'll recap an action-packed weekend of lacrosse, baseball, softball, rowing, tennis, golf, and track and field. It's the busiest sports weekend in quite some time, and we'll recap it all next time on the Bates Bobcast.